Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at Faith Church Peshtigo. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features an interview with Pastor Jay and Pastor Jeff talking to Kevin Johnson, a longtime member and elder here at Faith Church. Hello, Faith Church. This is Jeff here with another podcast. Today we have a wonderful interview ready for you. I'm here with Jay. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jay. That's That's all I got. Hey, Jay. And we are here with Kevin Johnson. Hello, Kevin. Hi, guys. Welcome to the booth. Yeah, thank you. This is... Kevin. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, can you try to tone down your excitement? I'm well, pretty sure that you just peaked through the audio waves. First, there. you, you got to set me straight here. I'm not the most techie person and not up on all this, but... So this is just audio. This is not video, right? Well, it's audio. We will be posting a video of just you on YouTube. So, but right now I didn't have to get all spiffied up. I didn't have to put my best leisure suit on or... Correct. Get Correct. my trim comb and groom my hair. Right. I didn't have to do any no. of that. Why didn't you tell me that before? Well, clearly you're in one of your middling leisure suits right now. I can tell that's one of your and I only, lesser. Well, it would have been an ones. Easter one, but we're not going to be around right. here Easter, so we're not. The, I, right. I wore it now. But should have done it today. So I could have so. worn jeans and a flannel shirt. You could have. You, yes, you look great, Kevin. But you do look great. I Thank appreciate you. you dressing up. Thank you. That was nice. Yeah. So. Good. So for those of you who may not know this, Kevin is one of our elders at Faith Church. And Kevin, you have been around Faith Church for quite a while. Could you give us a little background? Well, I originally started attending here, like it was like 1984. We're here. We moved back to the area from here originally, from uh, Marinette and Dee, my wife from Pashtigo. And uh, her folks attended here. And we moved back to the area in '84. We uh, we attended here for actually a couple of years. Pastor Terry worked with him a little bit on a part-time position here uh, with youth and music and and so on. So that was '84 through '86, and then we moved out of the area for a number of years. I got to stop and think here. Anyway, came back and. Uh, December of 91, and we've been basically here attending faith again since December of 91. So, and uh, served in different capacities, mostly, gosh, I was an elder back then for I don't know how many years. That's when we did an elder for life thing, and um, (laughs) I'm glad we got away from that, but at the time, that's what it was. so anyway, been here since 1991 and uh, done different things. Dee, my wife, and I have done different things. One constant for her, she uh, has worked with Awana since Awana started. I believe that was 98. And so she's been with Awana that whole time. I've worked on and off with Awana through the years. But so she's she's the check-in desk. Yeah, yeah. She's been doing the check-in desk for a yeah, long time. Since, so to give some frame of reference yeah. for people who might be listening, she's... Yeah, since there, yeah. since Awana started here at the church, and again, I believe it was '98. Um, anyway, so she's done that. I've done that out and off. Uh, different. Uh, been an elder again, uh, pretty much on and off through through since 1991. But uh, anyway, that's how long we've been here. That's awesome. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, do you have a highlight in that time? That's a long well, time to be a part of the church, like anything. I mean, yeah. it should be said outside of interviewing me. I know that that was <laughs> high on your list. Um, uh, actually, you're laughing. No, no, that serious, that wasn't serious. right on. But, uh, was, that wasn't on top. But uh, it was it, shockingly wasn't on top. No. But what, what what is something from back then? Like, so what's something that people who are newer to the church and newer in the last, you know, several years that they would not have a memory of that well, you? Again, where do I go with that? I mean, there uh, that can go to people that you know we've ministered with, we've fellowshiped with over you know those twenty or however many years that's been since ninety. Well, ba- going back to the mid eighties, but um, a lot of highlights. I know, gosh, working with youth in the eighties and seeing um, some of those kids in the youth group, i.e., Steve Ekstrom back then, where he is now and has his own you know, family and and kids and that. That was kind of cool, and that is kind of cool. And there, there's other ones as well. Um, highlights there. One of the things that stands out, and we used to do this, uh, was baptisms in the water, uh, in, in Peshko, well, in the water, yes, but on Peshko <laughs> River at Jim at Stillman's house. And we used to do oh. that uh, kind of on a regular basis, go out to, to his house there on, uh, on the Peshko River. And have baptisms, and that was that was something special. And I think the people who've been older to the church who've attended for years, I think that might be a highlight for a number of people. The, the times out there, and pig roast. We used to have pig roast. You probably heard of that um, here, and that was kind of kind of neat. It was a big thing to get the community and just uh, open to anybody. But we'd put that on and and. Uh, you know, obviously, how many people received food poisoning? You worked at the hospital, so did you have people? With yeah, food not poisoning through, from not that? through that, not through the, okay. not that I'm aware of anyway, not through the pig rolls. Yeah. Uh, there's not that you would confirm no, publicly. No, okay. no, and uh, that's good. <laughs> uh, You're doing a good job as an elder. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's confidentiality, right? Don't yep. uh, keep your lips zipped. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, pig rolls. Those were always good music. Um, just remember some of the. Things we'd done used to have a choir. I mean, I don't know. You could go. You would lead music, wouldn't you? Yeah, I used to. Yeah. So you would lead music. Let me get this straight. So you led music. Yeah. Yeah. And you did youth ministry. So how frequently? And you preached. So how frequently? Occasionally. Specifically for the music and the youth ministry, how frequently do you find yourself being armchair quarterback with Christoph and Robbie? Ah. You know what? Honestly, and thinking and honestly thinking, I can do so much better than what they're doing right now. How often? I don't think that anymore because I'm older. But I used to think that a lot about Christoph and Robbie. Oh, certainly. When they okay, first, no, great. I'm just kidding. Great when they start. first came here, so not at all. No, honestly, that doesn't. Uh, and this is the truth. Uh, you know, Robbie, Christoph, I, I, I don't look at it that way. I, I kind of, in a way. <laughs> You know, Christoph, where he's going and what he's, you know, dealing with and that with kids in different stages, just like just like you're dealing with Jade, people, adults in different stages, you know, of, of maturity, spiritual maturity. And anyway, so it's the same. But no, my heart goes out and I appreciate the ministry, Christoph, certainly and Robbie and that. And honestly, there's no armchair quarterback stuff. But being involved with that, that was always good. Yeah, we used to have a worship team back in... Um, Again, I, I, the years I don't remember, but here we had a worship team, and it was made up of some, you know, the older, 
older folks. Uh, and then we had a pianist who, and we'd do hymns. It was a traditional worship, you know, worship team that we had. And we would uh, roughly once a month uh, plug our traditional worship team in, and we would uh, do hymns, but not not strictly hymns, but we tried to incorporate hymns into the Sunday morning worship. And that went on for a number of years, and we lost our our organist, uh, our pianist. Uh, she moved out of out of the area, and um, anyway, that kind of fizzled out after that our traditional worship team but that was fun that was fun enjoyed that and you know used to get up and you know direct with your hand the one two three four and the different things like that and eh but that was so that you're was saying that that's something Robbie should do no we'll, t- we'll make note of that I'm gonna get him to start doing that I'm glad we well, have so, that on video I feel like I feel like now I'm resting control away from Jeff here but I did want to ask you because you mentioned life stages yeah, um, yeah I know that yeah. you, you so you worked for a long time at the hospital yeah um you're an yeah. MRI tech I was that, yeah. yep and, so using the proper terms well that and, and and the yeah x-ray radiology before that yep yep okay and so I know that you had been looking forward to retirement yeah. and looking forward to yeah. ministry that you would be doing in that time. So I'm just curious, before, like, let's not even think about the our current situation, but before this, what what has ministry looked like for you since being retired? Um, well, first of all, time-wise, it's freed me up to do things I couldn't do because of a work schedule, the hours. I usually work the day shift and not able to do you know, a lot of the things we do during the day now. So time-wise, it's freed me up to do some things um, that I would never have been able to do before. One is you know, like a men's Bible study on Tuesday mornings, uh, 7.15, and I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that time with the guys in that group. And um, that, I don't know, that's been so good, and I really, I really do miss that time meeting uh, with the guys in that way. So I couldn't have done that before. And there, there's other things, um, Abundant Life, uh, one of the young men, younger guys, newer members, uh, him and I would go to Abundant Life Shelter on Tuesday afternoons and just do like Bible study and do stuff with with the kids there. I know he did a balloon, you know, make balloon animals. And um, mm. he did that one one Tuesday afternoon and Anyway, the kids would like that, and we he would um, we'd tie a verse or a couple verses to that. And um, anyway, that that was neat. So that was Tuesday afternoons. I couldn't have done that before. I'm able to do that. And then other things uh, every other Wednesday, roughly help out with the food pantry, and that's been a blessing. So there's things that I probably never would have considered doing before um, that I'm able to do now. And kind of in a way, getting out of my not comfort zone maybe or things that I would have normally been attracted to and trying to do things that I'm stretching myself a little bit in doing <laughs> and um, enjoying them thoroughly. So I miss I miss the the, the you know the men's Bible study and I'm uh, the food pantry. We've done that a little bit different way, but just the people there. Uh, I've enjoyed that. Get to know some people and just opportunities for maybe the Lord to. To work through you, to speak through you, and um, uh, learning, learning, and uh, so anyway, though, a couple of things that stand out there anyway, and w- with church too, um, 
getting back with Awana, working with Sparkies and Tori Bota, um, and any work involvement there. So I'm able to do that, and uh, even some things on on weekends and such, which which I wouldn't have been able to do before. So anyway. Um, is that it? Is that all you're doing with your time, Kevin? Well, no, and really, I look at that, and that <laughs> honestly, that's that's not much. That's not much. I guess a neat I thing. It, it's I can selectively do what I want to do in a way, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of cool. It's so you know? cool. There's other things which I could and, and probably will be doing, but um, selectively, I I'm doing that and I'm enjoying that, and I don't know, just. Some of the guys in our group, you know, just being with them and going out to meals or lunch or breakfast or bringing them to maybe appointments that they can't get, you know, stuff like that. And that I'm enjoying that. I really am. And uh, I trust that, uh, well, maybe the Lord, I don't know, can use me, but if nothing else, it's uh, it, it's an encouragement to me. So It's an encouragement to hear, yeah, Kevin, that's how neat. you're that's using neat. your retirement. Well, one of the things, too... Um, and I don't know what all your questions are. You said you had about six questions. Jeff, well, well here, question, is this number one or what? Polite. Yeah, this yeah. was this was How this f- was actually the intro to number one. Okay, so Kevin, here's the thing. Okay. I tend to like I'm just barging in there. Yeah. Jeff is way too polite. Yeah. so he. Yeah. I'm just gonna make way for him. Jeff, you can. You <laughs> well, ask a question. Yeah. I've been enjoying this. I mean, Kevin, your your ministry and your life is an example, and it's just fun to hear what God is doing. So one of the things that I've been struck by knowing you over the years, because I got to know you as a missionary of faith church for all the years, the 13 plus years before mm-hmm. I became a pastor here, but now even as an elder, and one of the things that really strikes me about you and the way you're wired is that you strive to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. It just, it just comes out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're necessarily intending to communicate that all the time but it comes out to me and it it really is striking Mm. so knowing that about you one of the questions i wanted to ask is what has god been teaching you in the midst of this historic time that we're we're all living through right now this challenging time what has the spirit been speaking to you showing you about himself i'm just curious what Mm. what might be going on inside of you lately well i guess i can answer that maybe in a couple different ways but one thing that's stands out. Again, I've been retired for about a year now, the end of February of last year, so it's been a little over a year. And if what's going on now with our, you know, what's going on in the world with our economy and so on would have been a year ago, I would have been, I would have been really, I don't know what the right word is, but I would have been a wreck maybe in some some ways, you know, because I'm just retiring and this is the way things are. Boy, did I make a, you know, wrong decision. I'd really be second guessing that. But that's been a year ago. I'm not really having those questions or um, thinking about it that way. I've had a year to kind of see how things are and to, you know, maybe plot where I have been, where I want to go and what I want to do and so on. And um, I can honestly say that that we have, we, meaning D and I, uh, have a peace, <laughs> first of all, about what's going on around us <laughs> in the world. Um, and you hear people say, um, oh, different, you know, on well, on TV and so on, different things about, well, we're, we're all going to die. <laughs> we don't know when, we don't know how. And I'm bringing it to an extreme, but I want to kind of reel it in and say, 
okay, and I, I don't think people are saying that flippantly, but there is truth to that, you know, and if, if this is how me or family, and I got to be careful how I say, and I don't mean it flippantly, but, you know, if the, the end of my life comes, if the, my days are done <laughs> during this time, um, I have no control over that. I'm not going out consciously to try to to live in a way that's not you know, respectful of what we should be doing with our distancing and all that stuff, We're trying to obey and uh, abide by that. But, but if chance would be that, you know, that would be me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, D and I, after talking, we're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Hmm. And the other part is economic part. And, um, you know, you think you're, retirement and so on, your, excuse me, your nest egg, whatever you want to call it, things like that. And things that, at least when I was working, I didn't really worry so much about or think so much about, but now it's a little different. You have to kind of take that as your own responsibility. And um, I can honestly say, and I I do mean that, that I have a piece about that part as well. (laughs) Hmm. And, um, you know, you do your best you can with what you have. You make the decisions with wise counselors, people around you to help guide you in making the best decisions, being the best manager, steward of what the Lord's given you. But um, things come that are out of your control, and then you have to go back to the, uh, you know, the promises of God's Word. And uh, up until now, I can't remember where it is in the Old Testament, Samuel, I don't remember which book, but up until now, I've taken care of you. So <laughs> hmm. what's going to change? You know, God's not going to change that in the coming years. So, and I take that, you know, in all realms, all aspects of my life, and certainly the economic as well. So um, I have a piece, we have a piece about that and where we're at. So physically, economically, financially, um, and again, uh, God's in control, and I don't say that as a little pat phrase, but I realize his sovereignty and, um, you know, me being part of his creation, that uh, he's totally in, in control of me being one of his children, part of his creation, and uh, I don't guess there's a peace in that, so. Um, there is. Anyway, and... <laughs> And that wasn't something that, I mean, we, you know, Dee and I have actually talked about this several times over the last month, <laughs> really. And since we've been in this, uh, you know, social um, isolation or stay at home or whatever you want to call it, but uh, more time for her and I to talk. And anyway, we're both there, I believe, and, uh, you know, certainly we you know, we're thankful for that. So I don't know, I guess in the midst of that, we have a peace. What was your question, Jay? I, it was Jeff's question. Or Jeff, well, what, yeah. yeah. I was curious <laughs> what God had been teaching it, yeah. you. Okay. And, and I think, I think what I, what I, what I love about that, Kevin is, um, it's amazing how many things come back to that idea of, okay, do I believe that God is in control yeah. and do I believe he is good? You know, okay, because if, if, yeah. if he's good and he's yeah. in control, yeah. Then, yeah. And, and, you know, we don't have it bad at all. I mean, there's people who have had, will have, and who know. I don't know what the days ahead of me will bring, the years ahead, I have no clue. But there's people who have 
had it a lot worse, certainly, than, than I have. And, um, <laughs> you know, they can say that going through a lot, lot more than we are going through right now or me personally have, have, have gone through. <laughs> and people, and I respect people who've gone through a lot more and can say that than maybe me who hasn't gone through as much as others have had in saying that anyway. I don't know if that makes sense, but it um, does. It gives me just a a little piece of uh, what people have gone through, maybe physically, emotionally, financially, whatever, uh, compared to me. And, um, you know, realizing that, uh, you know, with capital letters, they can say, uh, trust on the Lord, he's in control. Maybe I, I can say that. I don't know if it would be bold print. <laughs> I still mm-hmm. believe that. But, um, and again, I don't know what the future holds, but uh, up to now, up to this day, um, you know, I can tell still, still believe you, that. Still believe that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. No. I was just going to say that it's, you can tell with you that these are not just truths that you know in your mind, although you do, but they are things that have clearly worked their way through your whole being. Like as you're, you said, you don't want to say anything flippantly and yeah. you can tell by the yeah. way you're talking that these are truths and personal experiences and knowledge of God from yeah. your actual life, which yeah. is really encouraging. I know for me to hear, I think probably everyone listening, it's encouraging to hear what he has worked in you yeah. as you followed him. And I look back, and, and certainly I look back at all the, uh, you know, the the years and that many years, and I, I look at the, the season I'm in, you know, if you divide your life into seasons or... Um, you know, like with the sports analogy, like into to halves or quarters, you know, certainly I'm in the, the second half <laughs> of, of my life and probably the fourth quarter of my life, if you divide it into quarters. Um, so I, uh, well, anyway, uh, toward, toward the end, but I, I can honestly say that, uh, I, well, Anyway, I've seen I've seen some of those some of those things, and that the Lord's um, you know He's not going to leave me now. He's been with me, and I just you know want to continue. I want to stand firm. I, there's a lot of things you look back haven't done right, things you've said to people, and things maybe you've done or things like that. And, oh, and you know why <laughs> why. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? And um, that that uh, can also keep questioning and that. And I don't know why, <laughs> but but certainly I do know that um, the Lord's been good, and my desire is to uh, you know to stand firm in Him for Him, and uh, hmm. in spite of the the things where I don't. <laughs> exude godliness as he would expect or desire um and again i don't want to diminish this but i do i do us uh, thank thank him for the fact that uh you know he created me he looks at me he remembers that i'm dust he remembers that uh i'm frail and i'm weak and in that uh you know not just me all of us that goes for all of us uh you know, 
He he works in us and through us, and he he still uh, has compassion as a heavenly Father toward us. So, anyway, speaking of that and compassion, I mean, one of the things Kevin I've always appreciated, and I and you and I joke around, but I yeah. have um, a ton of respect for you. And one of the things that I really um, admire about you is um, your ability to go into situations where people are hurting yeah. and to sit with them. So. I'm just curious, like one of the things I want to make sure that I asked in this as a way by way of kind of equipping our people, because um, even as you're talking about that being going in and, and the compassion and you kind of exude that you exude a, a humility and a strength at the same time. Um, and so what I'm curious, what would you say to somebody like how would you instruct? And I know this is hard to put you on the spot with this. Mm-hmm. We didn't give you these questions in advance, but um, what could you share about? how do you go into situations where people are hurting either, you know, grieving or in a hospital room or in a nursing home? These are a lot of places where I feel like, um, it can be scary for people to go into. I know that when I was early in my ministry, I was always terrified of places like that and not knowing how to go in, what, how to enter a hospital room, how to enter. And you've gone into situations where you didn't know people or where you, you know, you're just going in, and um, I'm just curious, could you give some practical help um, for our people um, to know? Because right now, I mean, this this is good for now when we have so many people who are kind of isolated. But when this is all over, um, yeah. I would love to see our people going and being in those situations. And so I'd love for them to learn from uh, you. Well, I don't know if I have anything pro- profound to say about that. But um, I just, <clears throat> and sometimes this is... Uh, more a liability than an asset, but try to be myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to act or, or think like I I know everything, even what they're going through, uh, but yet understanding that they're going through something that maybe I have, maybe I've seen family members, other people go through, or maybe not, but uh, they're their own unique situation, and I, I don't try to, I don't know, want them to think like, hey, I know exactly how you feel because I don't. Cause, but, but yet I want to meet them where they're at uh, physically. And uh, I try. I just try, Lord, um, <laughs> before I go in, wherever it would be, in a nursing home. I remember going visiting Pearl Erdman <laughs> before she passed last, I think it was last August. but And she knew the Lord. I mean, she... I have nothing to stand up with Pearl. She was a, she was a saint. But anyway, she knew the Lord, but still what I'm getting at saying, Lord, before I go and see her or, or someone I don't even know who it is, just if you would use me to say or to share just one thing, <laughs> just one thing that might be an encouragement or that you know, you might want me to say, and that maybe they didn't or didn't or won't get it if I'm not here now. Do you follow that, what I'm saying? So <laughs> use me at least in one way, more if it's your will, but maybe in one way to, to be an encouragement to these people. Let them know that, uh, you know, I'm your, your heart, I'm your hands, I'm your face right now. And, uh, you know, just use me in however you can. And some, that means you're going to be vulnerable, <laughs> certainly. And um, being vulnerable, vulnerable can be tricky. Um, but yet, 
I don't know, I hope I'm past the point where I don't do things because uh, it might make me look bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, and it's, it's, you know, I want to try to meet people where they're at, uh, act like I, I don't necessarily know, but can sympathize, can have mercy for them, understand where they're at. Because over the years, you know, working in a hospital setting and that, and in a clinical setting, even before that, you know, you see the whole array of where people are at, you know, physically and that. And um, ah, just be a face that maybe can give a smile, give a word of encouragement, read a, a chapter in the Psalms to them, something that they can remember. And um, then I try when I leave the room, <laughs> Lord, uh, I pray that whatever I said, uh, if there's something that they would remember, Lord, that you would use that. So I don't know. And this isn't, I just try to, before I go in the room, and when I leave the room, just a quick prayer. Um, you know, maybe there'd be something that uh, they would hold on to just through the time that we had together. So I don't know. That's it. It's <laughs> really, I, I hope that people realize, I hope that, I mean, we should, that's just gold. <laughs> we should take, we should take mm -hmm. those few minutes and put that in training for people. I, I, I'm just so encouraged to hear that. I hope other people are to hear um, just the reminder of being being yourself. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to even understand the situation. You don't have to go in there thinking, oh, I, I know what they're going through. In fact, it's much better for the person for you to go in with a posture yeah. of humility and authenticity and vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, those are like the three key things that you just said there. And um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and for people who don't know Kevin, this is, this is um, how he lives. I mean, this is, this is like you know, hospital rooms, nursing homes, uh, homeless shelter, wherever. And so, um, this this man knows of what he speaks. So, that's super mm -hmm. encouraging. Jeff, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off, but you had no, no. I was just thinking again that that's another example of what I was talking about too. Of just your description of walking into the room totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit to lead you, to minister through you, and to touch that person where, you know, in a way that human beings can't, and you're, you're trusting that God is going to interact with them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really encouraging. Kevin, I wanted yeah. to give you a chance as well to share maybe something that has been on your mind or heart that might be a, another word of encouragement to all of us. I know the other day we were talking on the phone and you mentioned a couple things. Yeah. And they were encouraging to me, and I want to make sure you have a chance to share them. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I <clears throat> and I still do, but before I used to, you know, go to bed in the nightstand by my bed, I used to have a little pad and a pen, <laughs> and I and I wake up often, and I still do uh, during the night. And anyway, like I was telling you the other day, and it was like two in the morning. And I, I woke up, I'd been sleeping for a few hours, I had some good sleep, and sometimes that might be it that I have for the night. I know when I was working, that would be the case sometimes, you know. And, and uh, anyway, two or so in the morning, and figure, well, I'm up, I'm awake, and I'll take advantage of it and go to the bathroom. That's the first thing I'm thinking. <laughs> and then after that, I, I sit down in, in the living room and... Uh, I don't know, just thinking what maybe the Lord was talking to me about. And in, in, in reference even to this interview, you know, you had mentioned a week ago or so 
that uh, he liked to talk to me. So, I don't know, the Lord is impressing on me, and he still does okay. Um, at this, like I said earlier, this stage of my life, this, you know, the fourth quarter, however you want to put it, um, that I'm in, I can look at. I've been, I look back now, I, I've known the Lord uh, for 50 years, going on 50 years that, that I've been a Christian, so to speak. Uh, I've known the Lord as my Savior, been a believer uh, for going on 50 years. And um, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things remain the same, but there's two constants, things that are constant that over those 50 years and that will be in the years that are ahead of me that aren't going to change. And one of those is uh, the lure of Satan, (laughs) the lure of Satan, of the evil one, of the devil, the lure, and that's not going to change. His desire for me from the day, I guess I accepted the Lord 50 years ago, is the same as it is for me now and will be till the day that I die. And I think that's the same for all of us, that his desire is to lure me away from the Lord, to get my mind off the Lord, get my thoughts off the Lord, onto something else, onto something else, on someone else, that someone else could even be myself, <laughs> but to get my eyes off the Lord uh, through different means, through different uh, ways he does that. Uh, again, what first? what is it, First John 2? Talks about, uh, you know, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, and so on. However you want to take those verses. But, you know, uh, cravings, uh, physical cravings, cravings of what I see, and uh, pride in maybe my accomplishments, my achievements, my possessions, and so on. But those are different ways that he uses for me and for all of us to get our eyes off the Lord. So his his goal is uh, for for me to to to, to, to defeat my testimony. <laughs> I got to keep that in mind all my years that his goal I believe anyway is to defeat my testimony. And um in different ways like it just says he can he can do that. It's to you know to um to deceive me, to tempt me to uh ultimately uh you know devour me. A verse that we look at now, oftentimes maybe uh, since the coronavirus thing is going on, is First Peter 5, 7, cast all your care, anxiety, worries on him, for he cares for you. That's a key verse. I mean, that's a, a big verse we've got to remember. Casting or cast all your care, your worries, your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. But then the verse right after that in First Peter 5, 8, talks about uh, what Satan's doing. <laughs> He, he's going around like what a roaring lion, seeking mm-hmm. whom he may devour, who he can pounce on. And uh, that was true years ago. That's true now in my life. That will be true till the day I die, seeking to devour me, seeking to defeat my testimony. And, um, you know, keep First Peter 5, 7 in mind about our cares and anxieties but read one verse lower about what Satan's doing <laughs> in our lives or to us, and that, that, that goal will never change for him. Um, so anyway, uh, to lure, to tempt, to deceive, and to devour. And uh, I look at, I remember in Job, uh, first chapter, I, I, I don't remember the verse, around verse 7-ish, 7 or so, but anyway, chapter 1, 
when uh, the Lord questions Satan just before he's starting to tempt Job, uh, he questions Satan, you know, basically, and this is my paraphrase, but where where are you, Satan, or what are you doing? Where are you? And Satan says uh, that he's roaming the earth. He's patrolling the earth <laughs> and watching what's going on in the earth. And I take that with First Peter 5, 8 and put those two together. He's patrolling the earth, watching the earth, ready to pounce on somebody, unbeliever, believer, but ready to pounce on us, seeking to devour us, and for believers to destroy their testimony. So anyway. What a great... Don't wanna, yeah. I don't want to forget that, and I can't forget yeah. that. We can't as Christians that no matter what, the lure is Satan. But the second part, let me just finish it real quick. The second constant is the love of God. <laughs> so that comes... That comes into my mind. And one of the verses or chapters we had to read here with the church, we're going through the book of Psalms, you know, as a church and our, uh, on the email devotional thing. And last week, I believe, we, we were to read Psalm 103. And I, I read that. And I remember Psalm 103 from even before I read it last week in, as far as God's forgiveness of our sins. You know, our sins are forgiven as far as east is from the west and so on. I remember that from Psalm 103, but a couple other verses there that stood out to me last week when I read it. And one was, I think, verse 17, where it talks about God's love, his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. It remains. It's from everlasting to everlasting. His mercy, his love is constant. And then in, I think it's verse 14, he talks, he says that he remembers that we are dust. <laughs> and that just stood out to me. He remembers that we are dust. He created us. We're his creation. He knows our frailties. He knows our weaknesses. He remembers that we are dust. And... um Anyway, though God expects godliness, he's also understanding of the frailty of his children. And I, I could keep that in mind. That's where his mercy comes in. So the lure of Satan, that's never going to change. At this point in my life, earlier on in my Christian life, the day is ahead, and the love of God is from everlasting, everlasting. We sing the song, uh, I don't know if it was last Sunday, but we sing it often in church here. My sins, they are many. What his mercy is, what is more, more, <laughs> yeah. So, I think of that, you know, the love of God. My sins, they are many. My failings, shortcomings, what I say, what I do, etc. Many. Uh, I don't live up to his godliness, and I do want to say I don't want to diminish that because his goal, I believe, for us, like I said, is godliness. That's his desire for us. It's godliness. But yet, he knows that we're dust. He knows our frailties. He knows our weakness. And um, I think the hope that we have is in our Heavenly Father's, uh, you know, everlasting compassion towards for his children. So anyway, my sins are many. His mercy is more. And wow, what a better, you know, way to look at, uh, well, tomorrow, Good Friday, and, you know, Easter Sunday, certainly, uh, what he did for us. Uh, my sins are many. His mercy is more. I, I'm so, I'm just so glad, Kevin, that we had you on here because I, um, which is an incredible encouragement to me, and, you, and what an encouragement you've been to me since being here, as an older saint who has walked this road and and been following Jesus for fifty some odd years, and 
what an incredible encouragement to me to know that even you with how, with the life of godliness that you have lived in your softness towards God and towards the spirit. And yet you're still, um, on guard and that those temptations, those things are still there and, and to be on guard that you don't arrive, that you don't, it's not like, it's not like I'm not going to yeah. ever get to a place yeah. where that, that I'm not going to need to be on guard. And I think that is a snare that happens to so many after following Jesus for a significant amount of time of saying, well, I, I'm past all of that. But, yeah. um, I just love, I love your heart in this. I love, um, how you have loved this church for so long and what an incredible example you are, um, to, to our, to our faith church family, what an incredible, you know, encouragement you have been, uh, to me personally. Um, so I'm just glad that people get to hear that from you and, and hear some of those, um, some of those things that you've been Mm -hmm. growing in and learning and, and passing on to the rest of us. Um, I do. I, I do. I have one more quick question, just to, and I know. And then we gotta wrap. We gotta wrap this up. Yeah. I'm getting Kristoff's giving me the uh, the wrap it up thing, but as he knows, as everybody knows, I don't care. I just run through those stop signs. But I am curious because one of the hard things right now for people in your generation with this social distancing is is some of the technology technological things are not as easy or yeah. normative for you as they are to younger people. So, like you know, my son is on like he doing virtual small groups and everything like that. And you know, he wants to be personal, like doesn't replace it, but he he's familiar with it. I personally know that you have, uh, we have, we have walked <laughs> you through all kinds of technology yeah. right now. And it has been, it has been a challenge for you. Yeah. What encouragement would you yeah. give right now to other older saints in our family? <laughs> we don't know how long this is going to last. We hope not a lot longer, but we don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, I just want to, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts to um, share with people that are maybe not as tech savvy. Well, again, you're right. I, I'm not tech savvy at all. Um, but use the people that God's put around you. Number one, you know, family, perhaps I know we've done that in the past. Um, you know, my, my, my phone, no, it's not a flip phone anymore. It is an iPhone, but Anyway, he's it's like put an iPhone my, two. I don't know how old that is. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think but Apple it, would reject that if but, you took it to the <laughs> Apple store. That's not ours. Sorry, but go he's, ahead. my son-in-law. You put like you know, you know, Spotify, Pandora, all these different things on there for music. You know, and I'm going. You know, it's cool. Thank you. So I can do those things. So take advantage. I mean, if there's somebody in your family who, who can make your life easier in that way, take advantage of that. And if there isn't, um, and like when I've made these, you know, calling people up, um, you know, the elders were, were trying to do that. Uh, and anyway, um, just say, hey, can you get our Sunday services if you can't, or, or what we have to offer online, you know, the blogs and the podcasts and all those things. And honestly, I didn't know the difference until recently that this is not video. And I did say it kiddingly, but yet this is audio. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I don't know. I thought a podcast was video. I don't know. in a blog... I mean, I don't even know if that was, you know, a techie thing or is that electronic, a blog, but I guess, okay, so that's a video thing, and I could be wrong on that. But I didn't know these things, but um, anyway, take advantage of that and uh, of people around you. When I made the calls, if you were having trouble, you know, seeing us or hearing us, if you don't have a computer, you can do it over the phone, dot, 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 or services, but to let me nor let the church know. Call the church because there's people here that can help you. So I guess what I'm saying, there's resources maybe that you don't know you have, 
that can help you <laughs> take yes. advantage of that. And um, and my wife, bless her heart, she she does all these things for me. So I'm fortunate to have a wife who uh, is more tech savvy than me. Thank you. But my family, my my, my wife certainly. One of the things that I'm doing. Um, during this time, well, a couple of things. One of them that the school that I used that I attended, uh, Christian College, I attended years ago. There, we get their emails as an alumni, and one of the things they're doing is offering free uh, courses. College, I think they call them personal enrichment courses online. And um, so I took advantage of that just yesterday. I registered for that, and I'm going to be, you know, starting that when I have more time. I haven't had the time to sit down and listen to that, but there's several topics or courses or classes that we can do and I'm looking actually looking forward to that by going back to college in a way and, and just listen to uh, personal enrichment courses that are made available free online for us so looking forward to that another thing um, with our kids our grandkids um, uh, virtual playtime and that's a little weird but it's kind of cool my little five-year-old grandson a couple weeks ago um, you know he's not in kinder, he's in kindergarten, but he's not in school. So anyway, um, so here we are with him, and he showed me he's into Legos and stuff like that. He showed me what he made, and anyway, this started out and it ended up like an hour later, and we're still doing virtual playtime together. So he he brought me downstairs where his playroom was, or the play toys and stuff. He made I don't know he's watching a Disney movie, and it was I think called harmony court i could be wrong on that but anyway it had different instruments and different things like that in the in the disney movie or video whatever you're watching it was called harmony court i believe so anyway you go and there's different instruments he's playing that and okay so i'm thinking okay and he's got a clavinova down there he's trying to play that and i think okay i can one-up you on that let me in band i used to play the cornet I haven't taken the cornet out of that case and literally years and a little scary what you're gonna how it's going to smell and what it's going to look yeah. like. So I went to the closet and I took my cornet out and my mouthpiece was very, very gross. I tried to clean that out as quick as I could and the valves actually did go down. I had to kind of pound them down, but they still went down on there. And so I, I put that and I'm, I'm trying to play my cornet. Oh, that's real. That's a real one. Yeah. So, okay. That's part of our playtime. So harmony court. So I'm playing my cornet or making noise and not playing it, making noise. We have a piano in the house. So I'm playing the piano. Uh, what I can, there's a harmonica. My dad had a harmonica when he was young. This harmonica is, is old, but it's in good shape. I got that out and I tried to make noise on the harmonica, play that. And a ukulele that we had. So my different, I had like four different instruments. So I'm part of Harmony Court with my grandson playing uh, my, not playing again, making noise on the instruments. And he's just enthralled by that. Every instrument I brought out, he, oh, wow, that's real. <laughs> so we had fun doing that. And this lasted over an hour. And, and I was pooped. I was tired by the time. And I wasn't even with him. <laughs> and we had we had our virtual playtime together, and I was entertaining him so his mom could uh, make supper and everything. And she just gave the their uh, iPhone to him and let him, uh, you know, do it. And and anyway, so we had fun doing that. So take so advantage great. of that. And that was something that um, that was kind of neat, kind of special. You really embraced it. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, great. he did. But I like, like I, what you. I, I gave the phone to Dee at the end. I said, I, I'm, I'm tired. I need a rest here. Because <laughs> we're going all around the house trying to find these instruments and stuff like that and trying to uh, to entertain them and that. And it, it was. It was literally an hour yeah. or so that we had our virtual playtime. So anyway, been, that was kind of cool. You've been a trooper in that. So. 
You have. And yeah. you're a joy to help with technology too. Yes. Oh, man. You are. Yeah, you're I like your advice to reach out for help because yeah, there are would, people, especially yeah. if you are having trouble with any of the church technology, yeah. I know that my wiring personally is to help with that. I love helping people with that. So if they yeah. get in touch with us, I would love to, yeah, to and do I, that. And again, appreciate your help with me yep. and Jeff Bauer too, certainly. Um, but well, come yeah. on, not just them. I, you know, I helped you. Uh, for like 12, Janie, I helped you for like 12 seconds and then I told you to go see Jeff. Yeah, go see Jeff. That was yesterday. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During the elder meeting, you kept hanging up on the elder meeting. That was and it was some, <laughs> it was some very just, easy. You should have known. I, and it was, I did, but I, the can't, wi- I can't hold your hand through everything, Kevin. <laughs> the Wi Fi uh, time expired after an hour here. And uh, as our elder I didn't meeting goal. Yeah, right. yeah, church well, Wi-Fi. On that note, no. Okay. On that Kevin, note, we should probably wrap up uh, this. Yeah, time has flown time by. Has flown wow. Up, Kevin. Uh, thank you thank you for joining us thank you for leading in our church thank you for faithfully following jesus we are blessed to have you and uh uh, everyone listening i i hope this was an encouragement to to all of you on this maundy thursday we um as we head into good friday tomorrow i wanted just a quick reminder jay what time is our is our service tomorrow 6 30 so we're gonna have a we're gonna stream a service at 6 30 it's just a short you know, 20 minute or so, a uh, little Good Friday devotional service. Awesome. On our YouTube channel. So just like where you'd go for our Sunday morning service. It's wonderful. Church, we love you. We can't wait to be able to be together with you in person. We're with you. Bye for now. <laughs>